Hey everyone, on this episode we have Stephanie Price and Dr. Bia Hamid from Digital Divas. Digital Divas is an outreach program which encourages middle school and high school girls to join STEM. We have an in-depth conversation about the history of the program and why it's important for the future of industry. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Hey everybody, this is Manufacturing Unscripted. I'm your host, Matt Rawl. Today I am joined with Stephanie Price and Dr. Bia Hamid. Uh, they are going to be talking to us about Digital Divas, um, currently located at Eastern Michigan University. Hey guys, how you doing? Hello, thanks for having us. Hey, how are you? <laughs> so, uh, both of you are first-time guests on Manufacturing Unscripted, and, and with traditional uh, fashion, I like to get a little bit of a intro to yourselves. So, why don't we start with Stephanie? Um, do Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Certainly. So um, I am a senior applications engineer at Promise Incorporated. Uh, I've been with the company for 11 years, and I started out in our software department. And that's also really how I got involved in Digital Divas. Uh, I was finishing up my degree at Eastern Michigan University, and friends of mine were involved in the program. And they came up to me and they said, Stephanie, we need somebody to do a breakout session with high school and middle school girls for this program called Digital Divas. And nobody in our program is really good at programming. So would you be willing to put on uh, a breakout session? Mm -hmm. And so I said, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got started. And Bia? Um, well, I've been a higher ed professional in several different capacities for the last 20 years. And um, amazingly, I'm only 29, so I don't know how that happened. Yeah, anyway, that's great. No, <laughs> you're very uh, far along. So, yeah. um, and in that time, I've always been fortunate enough to be in a role where I support girls and women in education, especially higher education. So, um, about 12 years ago, 11 years ago, I started at Eastern Michigan University as a program manager. Mm -hmm and uh, adapted a program that was Digital Divas. So when I first came on board, it was a small program um, with an uncertain future. And actually, I loved taking part in that program so much and helping out with that program, I made it my own. Mm -hmm. And from there, um, 11 years later, I think this is gonna be our 12th year now that we're still doing programming for middle and high school girls at Eastern Michigan University promoting STEM. So we were always promoting, you know, non-traditional careers for girls, such mm -hmm. as engineering and technology jobs and science jobs and jobs in math and, and major college majors as well. We did it before STEM was STEM, before yep. that mm -hmm. acronym was, was yep. even a thing. So, um, and we are the largest most sustained program of its type here in Michigan. Oh, that's um, amazing. Yeah, you know, other schools, um, other universities have done similar programs, but they haven't been able to sustain them. And that, I think that's very unfortunate because we need so much programming like this for girls. Um, we are so underrepresented in so many different areas mm -hmm. of STEM. Um, that we're really doing ourselves a disservice. I mean, the girls can, uh, women in STEM can fill jobs. I mm -hmm. mean, we, we can't fill all the technology jobs, all the engineering jobs yep. and such 
you know, unfortunately, I think girls is a hidden gem. Yep. You know, that we can certainly, um, we certainly can use. Yep. And it's fun fact, I think, because, you know, Stephanie and I started at ProMess pretty much two months apart, I think. Um, I remember, I think, when you first joined the Digital Divas, uh, I think you had me put some together some small like engineering like workshops, like, yeah. you know, for mechanical engineers and stuff like that. Hey, you know, is there something small that we could do in like a couple hours? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I remember that. That was as an intern. I was one of like one of the first few projects that I did um, is just kind of put some stuff together um, for that. Um, we kind of touched on it already, but I, I want to make sure that we kind of, you know, hit the nail on the head and, and just kind of discuss, you know, why is it important to have diversity in engineering? You know, well, I uh, can start first. Yep. I mean, um, let's talk about engineers first yep. of all. When they, engineers are problem solvers, mm-hmm. right? Pretty much in every sector healthcare, manufacturing, uh, you name it, there's engineers. Engineers are needed. To solve problems, you need people from different backgrounds mm-hmm. to know how that problem can be solved to serve the greater masses. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really important that we have women represented, people from all over the world represented, um, people maybe from different backgrounds and different places in society. Uh, It's, uh, you know, because different factors come up like adaptability and affordability Mm -hmm. and and things like that. So uh, a woman's perspective is needed. You know, it's not just products are made for men. Products are made for women who are built differently. Yep. Now, I know Stephanie and I have had conversations about this, and I know she can definitely add to my answer. So, Stephanie. I always bring up, too, about the fact that you can only um, invent or develop really based on your knowledge, your Mm -hmm. innate knowledge. And that really comes from your experiences. Mm -hmm. And since because everybody has different experiences, they come together with different knowledge. The example that I like to use with the girls all the time, especially the high schoolers that can know how to drive, how many of those girls take off their shoes to drive? Most women, when they're dressed up to go out wear somewhere nice, they take their shoes off because... (laughs) <laughs> Maybe, but the problem is, the problem and the reason why is because of the fact that our heels, yeah. when we wear heel shoes, you don't get a really good yeah. feel on the... Um, the yeah, no, I totally panel. understand. It's just, just kind of gross. <laughs> Some, I have... Well, see that you're a man yeah. and you have your own perspective and we as right. women have a different perspective. I just know I take like, off my shoes in a car, people are going to get mad, so... Well, I have a pair of flats that I keep yep. in my car for when Driving I shoes. drive in my yep. shoes. And and it's because like you would never think about that, right? Because mm-hmm. you probably don't wear high heels. I mean, maybe you do, and maybe I don't know about it. <laughs> On the record show, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and, and that's just one yep. example, right, about how things get um, developed and manufactured without a female input, and then how it actually makes something more difficult mm-hmm. for that person. And that's why I like to use that example. Yeah, no, that's that's great. I mean, just just having um, that diverse group, right? Even just not even just the problems that you're trying to solve out in the real world, but it's how you get to the answer, right? Because mm-hmm. 
different people bring in different perspectives and different viewpoints. So solving problems is also um, uh, better suited when you you don't have all the same like-minded individuals. So one thing I noticed when I came to Promise, mm-hmm. um, I started out in our software department, yep. and I was the only female software developer at the time. Um, we have plenty more now, which is yep. wonderful. But um, all the other men in my department, they approached problem solving the same way. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really a learning curve for the four of us when I started that I didn't think the same way as them and I didn't approach problems the same way as them. And in turn, they learned to see things from a different perspective as well as I did too. And most of the time that when we worked together on a problem and we were both collaborating with another, you know, myself and one of the other engineers, uh, in the long run, the solution that we came up with was better mm-hmm. because the two of us were working on it yep. together with different perspectives. Yep. So, so... You take that that thought, right? The diversity and incorporating uh, more women, specifically, with which is what Digital Divas is, is more targeting. You know, how do you how do you turn that into a program? Like, so I guess, what is Digital Divas doing? You know, so, in one of these events or something like that. My tagline yep. is: With this program, Digital Divas, we're building a culture of girls in STEM. Mm-hmm. That's our focus. We are trying to normalize for middle and high school girls that they have places in STEM, Mm -hmm. whether it be a STEM major or STEM career, they belong there. And doing a program that's exclusive for girls only helps them to drink the Kool-Aid, you know? They buy into it. And in this program, it's a day of networking and friendship building Mm -hmm. and supporting where we have wonderful women from industry like Stephanie who come in and take charge of a room of 25 girls and and give them a hands-on experience in STEM that improves their confidence. You know, Mm -hmm. that's so important that they can do something in engineering and achieve it. Mm-hmm. and have that feeling of, I can do this. Yep. And another al- element of this program is we bring all these girls to co- a college campus. Yep. So a lot of times we have underserved populations that don't have access to campuses. And you know, research shows that when, when kids, especially in middle school, visit a college campus, they're gonna do what they need to do to get to college. Mm -hmm. They're gonna take those AP courses, they're gonna Mm -hmm. work hard, they're gonna achieve good grades. So it's important that they come to college campus, look around, see people who look like them. Eastern is a great campus. It's not too big, it's not too small, it's Mm -hmm. beautiful. We have a diversified um, student body Mm -hmm. that come from all over the world, all walks of life. You know, they come and they identify, Mm -hmm. you know, they say, wow, you know, that that teacher looks like me or that student looks like me. Maybe, you know, if she can do it, I can do it. So it's a lot of positive reinforcement in Digital Divas. Now, we've mentioned STEMed a few times and and I and maybe I don't know. I I think I know, but digital. So is it is it all aspects of STEM that you guys are targeting or is it? 
are, is your groups filled with more specific engineering? No, no, STEM? no. It's STEM. It's yep. truly science, okay. technology, engineering, and math. Yep. Okay. We um, explore various areas of um, of math and various mm-hmm. what can, what you can do with math, like uh, data analysis yep. and analytics, yep. or different sciences, like. Uh, we we are blessed that in our campus we have beautiful labs, you know, mm-hmm. for for biology and chemistry and psychology and and uh, so on. I mean, kids, these high school and middle school kids get to actually go into yep. these classrooms. We have a major called orthotics and prosthetics, yep. which is making artificial limbs. And these kids get to go in and, and, and build things, you know, as a breakout session, which is really inspiring. The other thing that's really important is that um, there's two things. One, um, when kids are younger, they have such a limited knowledge of what STEM means and what a career in STEM means. Mm-hmm. You know, so by coming to a Digital Divas program, they get to be broadened in regards to what you could actually do with a career in a STEM field. Um also, it gives them an opportunity to break down stereotypes. Yeah. I've always felt like there are fewer um, computer science majors that are female because we are such a social group. And the stereotype with um, software engineers is that they're quiet, they are introverted, that they don't you I mean, know, work with people. That's stereotype with all engineers, honestly. Right. But the truth is, and yep. as you and I both know, the more communication that you have, the more mm-hmm. interaction you have, you actually get better results. Yep. You need people who are extroverts, who have mm-hmm. good communication skills in order to get the best product, the best problem solved that way. And so... Um, and a note they, for all the extroverts, especially females, those are the ones that end up being managers. So <laughs> they move up higher, you it, know, because they they make things move. You know, right. And that's the big thing. And, and there's a lot of career growth mm-hmm. out there in those um, fields, and they get to see that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, for me, I love the fact that um, we offer with Digital Divas program, there's, there's a whole breakout session about fashion, right? Yep. Because you don't realize how much STEM goes into fashion. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that it's just creativity. Yep. Even software engineering, right? When people think of software engineering, they think specifically just programming. But you need people who are um project managers. You need people who can design so that they Mm -hmm. can design a user interface. You need people who um, have a specific mindset that will break software so that you know that you have good quality Mm -hmm. software. And those are all different talents. And when you allow girls to see how they can take talents and passions that they have and utilize them in a STEM career, light bulbs begin to go off. And it's just, it's fun to watch. It is. So, it's really important to know, like for the listeners to realize and for parents out there to realize, in five years, we're going to have jobs. We don't even yeah. know what their titles are going right. to be and what they're because technology is moving that fast. So it's all about preparing tomorrow's workforce. It's all about giving them the skills they need that'll be adaptable to those jobs that we don't even know exist yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, the... And I'm sure this is now more of a a buzzword for you guys is industry 4.0, right? And that's obviously yes. going to play 
I'm assuming a huge factor in digital divas as, as it's just, you know, the exponentially how much the, the digital aspect and, and the engineering is going to be growing, you know, and especially on the software side with that interconnectivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be just a growing demand, you know, cybersecurity is going to become a bigger thing, you know, so even, even STEM is evolving, right? I mean, it's, they're adding new, uh, categories for employment, you know, and new specialties, um, just to keep up with technology. So, yeah, you can see it too in the colleges as we're speaking to, you know, interns and new, um, hires, data analytics is becoming more Mm -hmm. and more something that you hear, um, kids having as minors and, Mm -hmm. you know, second majors. And that wasn't something that was talked about 11 years ago. Right. Not at all. Not at all. And that's how fast technology moves. Like, you know, these jobs are just coming up and having the right skills and being able to figure these things out is so crucial. So a big part of Digital Divas is reaching out to underserved communities, right, where they don't have the interior um, resources to really work with kids Mm -hmm. in depth about STEM careers and STEM majors. So what we try to do is we remove all barriers Mm -hmm. to coming to Digital Divas. And we do that by getting sponsors to pay for the program. So the program's totally free. They come, they have breakfast, they have lunch, they have breakout sessions, they get a t-shirt, they get giveaways. You know, it's a really robust day. Mm -hmm. Um, So they can come without having to pay for admission. Not only that, we try to take care of the busing. If a school doesn't have a transportation um, um, that would take them and bring them, we would pay for a charter bus to bring them and take them. So um, it's really important that industry gets behind programs like Digital Divas. And I'm not just advocating for my own. I'm advocating for all programs that are, you know, developing tomorrow's workforce one of the, the things i love about digital divas um is well one especially that i'm a a uh i have a daughter now so oh. that opens things up for me um but the big thing is is when when i was in high school and i'm sure when you guys were in high school you know 10 years ago like me mm-hmm. um you would do those career things and you'd put your interest in and then it would just give you a list and say, this is, this is what we recommend. You know, I know no background. I've never done anything on this list before. What digital divas does, right. Is it allows kids at a very young age to get a quick glimpse of, of what their life could be. And if it truly is something they enjoy rather than going through two years of college and realizing this is not me. You know, and so I think what you're doing is it's just it's it's well filtering out people that might not be interested, but it's also just encouraging those that truly do have a passion for it. The other thing it does, Matt, going back to that yep. list, is that um, had they never been exposed mm-hmm. to any of those items on mm-hmm. that list, um, you can't say if you like something right. or you don't like something, and so you would never check. You know, mm-hmm. oh, I have no idea if I'd like that. So it doesn't get checked. Yep. So now that career is never even put in front of you yeah. as a possibility, but by yeah. being exposed and now you have the opportunity to say, hey, you know what? I actually did kind of enjoy that HTML session. Yep. You know, I can check that off. And and there's a whole different list that is appearing now as possibility careers. Yep. 
So I don't want you to think of Digital Divas as a one-time hit, right? I want you to know that we encourage our participants to go home with something, Mm -hmm. whether it be a page of directions of what they did that day, whether it be a project they created that day, whether it be LinkedIn information to the facilitator that day. The whole idea is that they keep learning. Yep. They got a taste of something so good that they're going to want to know more. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go home and Google it and they're going to go home and talk about it. And they're going to go to school and tell their friends who didn't go to Digital yep. Divas about what they saw that day yep. and how transformational it was. Mm-hmm. So we're planting seeds. We're planting and, seeds. And that, that definitely is a good step into one of my next questions. And that was is you know, what type of, you know, long-term return have you seen, you know, from, you know, it's been going on for 11 years, you know, I'm, you're, so I'm sure you're having people that have, you know, graduated through Digital Divas, you know, and, and maybe some that are even coming back and helping. Is that, is that very common? Have you oh seen that a gosh. lot? I, so, uh, just the other day, someone came up to me and told me, I came to the program when I was in middle school and mm-hmm. high school and I came, I'm here at college uh, mm-hmm. learning about that major that I got a taste yeah. of. So, yeah, we definitely have a lot of qualitative information yeah. to to follow up with. For instance, I have one woman. Uh, she's that story that we try to hit on. She came from a rural area in Michigan. Mm-hmm. She was that student who, who lived on a dirt road. Parents didn't go to college, right? And uh, she got a taste of cybersecurity in a breakout session, right? So um, she ended up coming to EMU because of that breakout session. And today she's working for a major company Mm -hmm. in cybersecurity. And, yes, she does come back and she does give to the program and she does help out. It's great. And, I, do, I do think it speaks a lot to the program that, you know, it, it's one thing to go through it, but then to just become so invested in it that you're like, I want to come back as as a, a industry worker now and give back, you know, because I think that really tells you that it does hit home with a lot of people and it, it builds special people. I think women need mm-hmm. that community of other women mm-hmm. around them and supporting them. I think in my generation, we really didn't have that. And I think this up and coming generation, there's definitely support Mm -hmm. for each other and appreciating the struggle and going through it together. I mean, let's face it, pay equity isn't there and the jobs, women aren't filling all the jobs. I mean, Mm -hmm. we are, women are um, the majority of degree earners, Mm -hmm. right? Isn't it a shame that the majors that pay the best and have the most lucrative jobs and the plentiful jobs mm-hmm. are not within women's access. You know, yeah. it's like um, engineering, for instance, right? Women may graduate about 24% of all like engineering yep. degrees, and of that, only four to 5% are women of color. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so abysmal. Yep. So that's why we work so hard at Digital Divas to mm-hmm. to make sure they know their options and, mm-hmm. and show them those success stories. Yep. And even now today with, with the women population at EMU, I work so hard with them to keep them focused and keep their eye on the prize. You know, and, you know, I, I'm not going to... 
I'll share with you. I tell them, fake it till you make it, right? Agree with everything. Go for everything. If you don't know how to do it, go to the bathroom and Google it, right? Google it. Figure it out. Mm -hmm. You can do it. Mm-hmm. It's just getting getting in that space. Yep. And it's only a matter of time before you adapt, and, and it's yep. second nature. Well, it even goes beyond that, too. It's teaching them how to go about, like, once they've decided to go on that track, right? It's teaching them, okay, um, just apply for the job. Mm-hmm. Um, women will need to have 50% or more of the qualifications or requirements for a job before mm-hmm. they'll put the resume in. Mm-hmm. A man needs about 25%. A man will see like he has one item that he's on the qualifications and they'll just apply where a woman will look to see that she fits a majority of the bill before she'll even put herself out there. And, um, you know, that's a mindset that you have to change. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. I mean, we've seen that in resumes where, you know, usually uh, most of our intern resumes that we just get bombarded, right? Mm -hmm. and then we get a couple girl resumes and we're like, wow, these, this is an all-star, you know? And so it just shows you that the quality, you know, that we're getting from the females that are submitting, you know, are, are, you know, pretty much, I don't, you know, we know we'll, we will probably interview them because mm-hmm. they're all-stars where the, you know, the guys I have to spend half a day just filtering through, right. you know, but and, imagine and how keeping, many... you know, just a handful and imagine how many more women we would have if they would just put themselves yep. out there and not yep. look for to have mm-hmm. all those qualifications. See, but I think companies out there need to recognize women and yep. need to bring, you know, be more open-minded to even though that woman doesn't fill all your qualifications, bring them in. Yep. Bring them in, interview them, yep. see if you know you can work with that, because that's that's a talent pool that that a lot of companies are missing out on. Yep. That divert, as we spoke of earlier, that mm-hmm. diversity is so needed in in industry. Um, they definitely bring a new depth and breadth to to mm-hmm. a company. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so, um, eleven years. I I know that Digital Divas, from what I've talked with Stephanie, has just blown up. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just it's gotten crazy. I guess what in a good way. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, in a good way. It's it's you guys. Yeah, I, I think you gave me a number at one point in time about you know one year it was this and then the next year it just yes, went out so spiraled. The first year, Skip, um, who was the professor who yep. kind of started the program, he wanted to cap it at about three hundred and fifty students that mm-hmm. first year. They had well over five hundred because Skip couldn't say no. Yep, and I think it only took two years before we had, you know, Bia had to break it up mm-hmm. so that there was a session in the fall for the middle school mm-hmm. and then a session in the winter, spring for uh, high school girls. Yep. And each session averages between five and 600 girls yep. a session. And so with that success, you guys have gotten bigger. I know you have, um, I don't want to mess up the name again, but uh, Game Above. Game above. Game Above. Um, You've started that. And how's that going? Game Above is awesome. So um, in my my career, Digital Divas was always something extra that I took Mm -hmm. care of, right? It wasn't part of my job duties. I moved on and I became like coordinator of student services and project manager for so many different things Mm -hmm. that Digital Divas was never on the target of my job duties. It's just something I kept alive as as I progressed through Eastern because it, it... it was my passion project. 
and um, Game Above came along right before the shutdown, mm-hmm. 2019-ish, and they took a great interest in in the mission of yep. girls, more girls in STEM, that um, its chairman, uh, Keith Stone, uh, called me up one yep. day out of the blue, and he's like, what do you need? What do you need? You know, we <laughs> yep. want to make yep. sure this program succeeds. Yep. And um, I I told him, I said, well, you know, I do so many other things. I can't just focus on Digital Divas 24-7, you mm-hmm. know, and there's so much to be done that he actually I, – I was able, because of him and because of Game Above, I was able to – um, create my own position in my own office, which is uh, K twelve STEM outreach. Okay. So I've uh, I've been blessed. I, they took care of my. They're actually paying for yep. me to do this, so mm-hmm. I can focus on programming for boys and girls in STEM. Yep. It's not just for girls; it's for yep. boys too. And um, then we had the shutdown. Yes. And then we had the shutdown. Right. March. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that because I know you've done some major things to kind of. keep digital divas going yeah it was a challenge i mean uh this is a program that survived on getting kids on campus and face-to-face interactions and Mm -hmm. goodness how was i gonna succeed with you (laughs) know how am i gonna keep my job now that i got this golden opportunity well um dte energy had given me a grant and um um i adapted i i found women students and women Mm -hmm. in industry uh, to videotape their stories mm-hmm. and talk about their their experience as being a woman in STEM and publish them on my website and uh, through a YouTube channel, yep. right? And um, uh, Detroit Public TV the, have a, a, a channel called the Michigan Learning Channel. Yep. And it's broadcasted all through Michigan. It's a free channel. You don't need cable to, to receive the signal. And some other bordering states also received the the, the, the Michigan channel, yeah. Learning Channel, right? So um, they saw what I did. Mm-hmm. They loved these videos, and they um, partnered with me to develop a P- TV show for the Michigan Learning Channel oh. that talks about that it's it's about women in STEM mm-hmm. and them telling their stories and promoting their non traditional jobs for yep. women, right? And in fact, Stephanie is is a person who represents the manufacturing uh, industry, right? Mm -hmm. When you think of manufacturing, you think of something dirty. You think of something, you know, grimy or, or, you know, sorry, guys, but it's (laughs) so not that. And that's what we did. We actually did a TV show, a 30-minute program about manufacturing and showing them the real insights of, uh, you know, I'm a woman. I was a girl. I mean, I didn't know what manufacturing mm-hmm. was, but now we're opening up eyes of yeah. girls everywhere and seeing the cool women who work there and mm-hmm. them telling their stories and showing their workplace, which is a strong message. Again, research yep. shows that if girls see women in non-traditional jobs at their workplace, it looks like a more friendly place for yeah. them, right? Mm-hmm. So so this is our mission is to, to pump out TV shows for girls. And there's no other program like this out there. And so it's, it's like cutting edge, right? Mm-hmm. And we are actually, through the Michigan Learning Channel, working with all the school districts throughout Michigan to promote this TV show. For girls, so um, we have plans of expanding on this as well. I think it's also important um, that during the pandemic, the the digital divas actually came up with kits, right? Okay, to yep. send out 
to students who were at home yep. mm-hmm. um, with different STEM activities that they could do while they were being schooled at home and not in the um, not in the classroom. Yeah. So another problem with the pandemic was kids were this one-dimensional classroom where all they were seeing was their teacher on Zoom and maybe having a textbook and a worksheet, right? So through Game Above, again, which is a group of alumni of Eastern Michigan University, Mm -hmm. we were able to fund, and this is our second year now, uh, STEM kits for kids. So Mm -hmm. thousands of STEM kits went out to underserved kids in various communities that were able to learn about different careers in STEM, right? So we sent out like a healthcare kit, which which had apparatus in healthcare industry, and they saw videos of how mm-hmm. to use this apparatus and learning, you know, the practicality of it. Not only did these STEM kits go to these kids, but they got to stay in their community, which is a really powerful thing. Yep. This means that they're still using the equipment, right? Mm-hmm. We sent out a kit that was all about measurements. Yep. And they had all these different apparatuses how how to measure things, different different things mm-hmm. like a caliper, not just a me, uh, measuring stick, like yeah. a caliper, which which yeah. is a very expensive piece of mm-hmm. material, um, a measuring tape, like all different kinds yep. of things and different projects to use that apparatus with. So they included their parents in these projects, right? Their parents helped them. It brought the family together. They got to share the the materials and the thank you letters we got back showed family did use it together, which is a great thing. Yeah. Um, so before we wrap things up, I, I, I definitely want to give you guys an opportunity to kind of, for those listening, ways to reach you. Um, we'll definitely have all your information in our show notes. Um, but is there other means to reach out to the Digital Divas program um, that you want to make? make note of yeah um they everybody please reach out to me personally on my email bia b-i-a dot hamid h-a-m-e-d at emish e-m-i-c-h dot e-d-u uh send me an email um if you would like to volunteer for the program be somebody like stephanie who comes in and is a role Mm. model for many many girls it's really important to see that or a company who wants to help sponsor the program. We do so many different projects, and um, we give back to the community as well. We have a STEM kit giveaway in Ypsilanti, and mm-hmm. we we just you know yep. do so much that I couldn't I can't talk about in just this half an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to partner up and be a partner, just would certainly want to work with you. Yeah. And- there's also other programs, too, outside of Digital Divas that you could also get involved in. I mean, Manufacturing Day is a huge one, yes. right? Getting yes. kids in um, to the facilities to see, you know, exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is huge for opening the eyes of young adults to see what's out there. EMU has a very robust Manufacturing Day program. We've been uh, taking part in it for years um, and really enjoy the experience showing kids, partnering up with industry and showing kids industry and the education you need to work in that industry. Well, great. Um, I mean, again, as a uh, as a new dad, uh, dad of a daughter, uh, I can't tell you that just I can hear the passion Dr. Hamid, in your voice. And it, it's definitely uh, 
reassuring that, you know, this is definitely something that you're very passionate about and it, it's definitely working. You know, you have a lot of examples and, and just, just by the success you've had, you know, and how much you've grown, you know, I, you know, I, I see Stephanie on a, a more regular basis and I know how passionate she is about digital divas and all the work we've done just within promise. You know, I know several promise, uh, female employees have been involved and, and, and I've only heard good things. Um, so, uh, I definitely want to encourage anybody listening to, to look into it, um, and try to get involved as much as possible. Um, but other than that, unless you have anything else you want to say today, uh, I think we'll wrap things up. I'll end with this. Our next program, yep. we're going back in person, hopefully, uh, November 4th, oh, yeah. and it's going to be for high school girls. So, again, you can email me, and uh, you're going to provide that information, too, um, if anyone wants to mm -hmm. sign up their high schooler or a high school class. Uh, a whole grade. Yeah, <laughs> You're more yeah. than welcome. Um, we're really excited to be back in person. And again, if you would like to take part in a Digital Diva program, you have a company that wants to sponsor mm -hmm. or host a breakout session, we certainly would love to have women from industry represented. All right. Well, Stephanie, thank you. I'm sure you'll be on future podcasts as well. And and, and Dr. Hamid, i you're more than welcome to come back. We could even talk more digital divas, but thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you to all the listeners until next time. This podcast was brought to you by Promise Incorporated, hosted by Matthew Rawl, produced by myself, Lauren Rawl, mixed and edited by Ben Parsons. Please make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at podcast at promisinc.com.